broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 229. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm confused because I really thought like Colin was scheduling his death in advance last week. Hey, this is like two weeks in a row, man. This is <laughs> this is a new record lately. Maybe he's going he's to die on the show. Oh, that would be bad. new level. That has happened before. That is, that has precedent here. Truth. Was it? Zoot, wasn't it way, you that died? We missed that. I've died. Yeah, I've died mid-show. I came back. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> I was rebuilt. They made me better, faster, stronger. No, Which isn't saying no. much, but okay, <laughs> well, we'll, yeah. we'll go with it. Uh, hey, thank you for listening to us as we blabber on to a mic. You know, thanks for finding our little corner of the web. And thank you to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, Stitcher.com, Eagle Moss Limited, Radio KSCR, and by viewers like you, listeners. Dun, 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 dun. I'm honestly sometimes wondering how we're still doing this. You know, I do too. But hey, let's go with it. Sweet. We'll go with that. Um, we do not have feedback from last week's show. Not totally surprising, considering I think we called out one of our listeners. Um, but hey, we got a really good compliment from Thanks, another Steve. one. So, <laughs> Was his name Steve? I can't remember. Yes. <laughs> he's a, he's one of the little people. We don't remember their name, Schmitty. Hey, I remembered it. It's Steve. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> um, we have some headlines this week. <laughs> as we do every week. Uh, the first one, however, honestly... I feel came out of left field. Oh, I, did, I hold on. I just remembered. It's not really feedback, but Ruff has been emailing me back and forth. I guess okay, we've been emailing back and forth about about Windows stuff. So that's kind of feedback. He's a listener and he's been emailing me questions. So that's kind of feedback. Hey, Ruff. <laughs> like, like what kind of questions? Like what's he's, your he's moving around user profiles and and things like that. So. Cool stuff. What do you like to do to relax? Yeah. What are you wearing? Do you like long walks on the beach? <laughs> Let's be honest. We're, we're, Who does? we're in Utah. No one goes to the beach here. <laughs> yeah. It stinks at the beach. Yeah. Um, Not okay. that I would know. Now, into the unexpected. It just stinks at your house in general, dude. It's just like that <laughs> entire area of the state. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> At least it's not my house that's like... <laughs> it gets worse the further south you go, so that, what's that to say about your house? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Middle snap. of cow country. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the people, actually. The cows are quite hygienic. Um, <laughs> okay. So speaking of smells, Google came out of nowhere <laughs> and uh, announced something that has nothing at all to do with smells, but I had to get out of that conversation. They decided that uh, they wouldn't be in charge of Google anymore. I know, that doesn't sound like it makes a lot of sense, but there wasn't a lot of information when this first started coming out. And since the announcement earlier this week, pieces have been slowly falling into place. Here's what we know so far. Google is now no longer the company you thought it was. When you hear Google, they now only want you to think of the search engine. And that branch of the of the uh, company will still handle Android, YouTube, things like that. Gmail, Chrome. But... Yeah, yeah. And anything web-related, I think, is a good way of putting it. Yeah. They're, they're web-based enterprises. Well, YouTube is still its own entity, kind of. It's, YouTube still has their own CEO, Susan Wozczyki. I can't remember how to say that. I thought you were just going to say Susan, like you knew her. And Susan, oh, you know, yeah. we go with Me and Susan, we, we'd be cool. We're going to go do lunch, you know. 
say, you know, how's, how's things up in the YouTubes, Susan? Um, <laughs> by the way, that sounds horribly HR inappropriate. Never say that to a woman. Um, hey, girl. How are things in YouTubes? How you doing, girl? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. We're so anyway, in YouTube. <laughs> for the last few years, we on this show have been saying how it felt like Google was expanding too rapidly or into too many areas, like they were lacking focus in any one particular area. I don't think they agree with us. I highly doubt they do. Um, but they certainly were in an interesting position in that a company that was primarily founded on the idea of a search engine was suddenly making cars and drones and, and, drones and uh, technology to increase your life. And contributing okay. to going into outer space. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a little bit weird. I mean, cool. It was cool, but it was, it was a little weird, right? And it really kind of had a Skynet feel to it. So they decided to branch off a new company, a holdings company called Alphabet. Now, all those different things, so Nest, um, the self-driving cars, the drones, the delivery systems that they're proposing for space, everything, will be separate entities under Alphabet. Which, at once, is a little bit confusing if you weren't expecting it. But from a business standpoint, it's actually a masterstroke because they can't be considered a monopoly anymore. Well, not just that, because uh, they can start rolling all of their major tech stuff under Alphabet, and if it doesn't go well or, uh, or I don't know, the tech doesn't work out, uh, it's not under the Google name. It doesn't make Google look bad. It's something they can just write off under Alphabet. So makes more sense yeah, in like um, a startup type of scenario. It, it, this is truly just a business decision, and it really won't affect people directly. But it's kind of kind of brilliant. Well, except for that little thing where um, Google doesn't actually own the copyright to the name Alphabet. That's a BMW trademark. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, they pulled a bit of an apple there. <laughs> yeah, their URL is abc.xyz, which initially is is not really easy to remember um, if you're just thinking of the company name Alphabet. Um, but it'll become more. Uh, it sounds like an education site, yeah. like ABC Mouse or something. We, we, like it's something that you log your kids into every day. Yeah, which is weird because all of the all of the press, well, the press release, their their blog post, the press release, and most of what people are saying about it is that Google is finally growing up. They're getting a um, a more grown up uh, logo. But to me, Alphabet doesn't mean grown up, and and maybe it's just because I have kids. But Alphabet to me is. You know that that cute song you sing, and it's repeated a million times on Sesame Street. And Alphabet is like a type of soup or a cereal, or yeah, bubble letters all the way around a classroom. It's not. Oh, hey, this is so grown up. Yeah, yeah. Every time I hear you guys say Alphabet here, I immediately want to say soup. Yeah, <laughs> every single time. Oh yeah, they just found an Alphabet soup. <laughs> it sounds like he's joking, but I kid you not, I have been consciously not saying soup this entire time because it's been throwing me off. And I haven't been thinking that until now. Now, thank you. I will be thinking Now that. everything's soup. <laughs> and I, 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 I need I, some soup. I'll be back in a minute, guys. <laughs> I, I kind of saw this coming. I didn't, I didn't see them doing it this way. but This suddenly. But, well, no, early, earlier this year, they, they started offloading a lot of the Google stuff to Sundar Pichai. Uh, you know, he, he's slowly been taking uh, taking over Chrome, um, Gmail, Android, all of the main main parts of Google that we th- we think of when we think of Google. Um, and so I, I was thinking in the back of my mind, wow, they're setting him up to become CEO. 
And they did just that. Sundar Pichai is now the CEO of Google, and Larry Page and Sergey Brin are, are venturing off into Alphabet. Not to say they're leaving Google, Soup. but they're just going to be f- focusing more on <laughs> the other ventures that, that they want, they've been wanting to do. They, they even said themselves, you know, that we want to branch off into new, more exciting territories and, and see where it takes us, even if it's just soup. Space. <laughs> They're going to make soup in space. They're going to give Richard Branson a run for their money. Run for yeah, it's going to be like it's going to be revolutionary. Soup in space. Then Apple will come out <laughs> with their own soup and say that they invented it. I was going to say, yeah, the it's, it's not going to be revolutionary until Apple does it. So. <laughs> I'm still confused about the name. I mean, I. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, I get it. It's kind of like we do everything in the alphabet, and it makes sense because honestly, Google has ventures everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, almost anything in technology, almost anything in the world, Google is researching something to do with it. They are in some way connected to it. So, everything in the alphabet makes sense. And on the other hand, you don't. Well, on that same hand, actually, you don't necessarily want a tech holdings company to be generic, you know, worldwide technology global. You know, or, or some. Generic, says nothing, faceless corporation. Alphabet can be catchy. Alphabet is kind of unique. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it does not feel like a grown-up <laughs> name at all. You know, one of the things that I do when, I, when I'm thinking of a, a new business idea or an app idea, one of, the, one of the, the main driving decisions behind the name of it is whether or not that, that name is available as a domain name. And so, so if I come up with a, an app name, say Alphabet, and Alphabet.com is already taken, I don't choose that name. So yeah, the, the, the name choice doesn't make sense. And BMW has, has flat out said, yeah, we're, we're never going to relinquish this name. It's ours. So they're stuck with ABC.com. Why, why do they own the trademark on it either? Well, their Alphabet, it's the BMW Alphabet. They've, they've trademarked it, and it's, it's almost like their, their business slogan is their, I don't know how else to describe it because I haven't looked into it very much since this week. Because when I think Alphabet, I automatically think BMW. Yeah, oh, obviously. Totally. I did, yeah, I didn't know about it until this week. Not soup, like I said a few minutes ago. Something that's ingrained into their business, so they're not going to give it up. That's odd. Maybe this is like something Google should have Googled first. <laughs> you think they'd have a way of, I don't, I don't know, searching the internet Google to see what's Google's available? their own stuff? What? Uh, self, self-Googling? Isn't that like I'm pretty sure that's against the Catholic Church or something. Yeah, you shouldn't Google yourself. Okay, so Alphabet is BMW-owned fleet management service. Okay, that makes more sense. Fleet management. For business. No, that does that really doesn't make more sense. I mean, no, it makes more sense that uh, that they would want to hold on to it more rather than my explanation. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and then BMW released this little stunt ad here. Uh, let me send a link to you guys because I've just barely found this myself. Uh, but they they took it and they put out the entire alphabet, and then each one has its own. A is for automotive, B is for BMW, C is for customers, D is for drivers, and it goes all the way to Z. And then it goes to the bottom and says, "Because alphabet is more than a name to us." Yeah, <laughs> they did that this week. <laughs> yeah, in response to Google. Um. I don't know. This seems really funny to me. It's an interesting combination of Google being really, really smart and proactive and reading the market correctly and then turning around and doing it in the dumbest way possible, um, if only because of the name. And honestly, I'm willing to eat crow where it's needed. We have always been horrible with predicting names. We all have. All four of us. Names? Names. When we 
said, uh, oh, yeah, the Wii isn't going to stay named that. That's just a horrible, stupid name. Well, guess what we all do? Okay, the iPad we laughed about, and then some of this, a lot of this was before we even had a show. You know, the iPad oh, it sounds like you know sanitary napkins or whatnot. Didn't Mad TV have a joke about that? Well, it's it's actually named that. Uh, the iPhone was a Cisco phone, and oh my gosh, Apple, that's so dumb. Well, the name stuck. We're really good with predicting tech and business. We're horrible with finance and product names, marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, and so I mean, fast forward five years, and this is going to be a, a, not necessarily a household name, but you'll think Alphabet and, and think you know Google so. soup. Okay. I <laughs> know <laughs> that ain't changing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay. Speaking of self-plugging cars, uh, Tesla. <laughs> wow. Um, this is all at once very cool and slightly horrifying. Elon Musk, a while back, um, like in December, actually, had said that they're working on a system where the charger actually can come out and plug itself into the car. And everyone just kind of said, okay, Elon, uh, because, well, the dude is slightly crazy in a good way. I mean that in the best possible way. He has a vision, and the dude is crazy enough and has the resources to make it happen. We should have had more faith because, um, actually, a little over a week ago, this didn't make last show, but... It was like the, the morning after our show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tesla has released video of a robotic arm with a charging port on the end that can snake over. And when I say snake, I mean snake and lock itself into the charging port. That's pretty cool. How many people do you think are going to see that in their garage at 2 a.m. and take out the <laughs> shotgun and just... <gasps> Sweet mercy! Boom! Oh, no! <laughs> now... I think it's really you cool. have. To, oh, it's totally cool. It really is cool, but it no, moves in a very some sort of witchcraft, demonic possession going it, on. It moves in a. I have to stress to the listeners: you have to go to our site. You have to find the TechCrunch article. You have to click on it and look at the GIF. At the very least, the GIF, because when I say robotic, you think of like a robotic arm, you know, like you see in the assembly lines or, or anywhere else. This moves nothing like it. It moves like an octopus with a charging cable on the end of its tentacle is going out, finding your car, and locking in. This is Doc Ock from Spider-Man. It really <laughs> it is. is. You could put four of these on your back and be a super com- a comic <laughs> book villain. Charge eight cars at a time. I don't know why, but what came to my mind was, do you guys remember that video? It was several years ago. Uh, the Badger, Badger, Badger. Oh, gee. Mm. You mean that thing that was the only meme on the internet for like three years? Yes. You're old enough to know Badger, Badger, Badger? Of course. <laughs> to the point like, where we, like, we had, llama, in llama, high llama. school, we looped it uh, through like 20 computers in our computer lab and left. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you were in school. But yeah, Jeez. so, so the snake portion in, in that chorus reminds me of that. That's cool. <laughs> it, it, it looks unnatural in a kind of primal way but i can't deny it's so cool <laughs> now the gif is sped up if you scroll down and you look at the video you can see it actually moves at almost half that speed uh, obviously this is not ready for production this is not ready for people's garages and frankly i don't know if it ever will be this is something i would see like in a a fleet garage you know where it's servicing a lot of these cars at once you know i i I get foresee the, something like a charger coming up from underneath the car that's in your garage's pad or whatnot, or or you drive up onto a charging station and it locks into the charger that way, being much more realistic than something like this. Yeah. Something, yeah. They're they're they're. I I see it going more like this, where 
a consumer will have the choice of the charger they put in their their garage. Obviously, the ones you manually plug in are going to be more affordable. Um, but how many times, especially with like with the cars we have now, how many times do we leave our lights on and kill the battery just just because of our own negligence? We do damage to ourselves. How many times is someone going to drive their Tesla car into their garage, forget to plug it in, and then can't make it to work the next day or or in a couple days because the range? I do that enough with my phone. (laughs) And so, I mean, just just the idea of the the luxury that this can provide, where you pull into your garage, not even worry about plugging it in because it's going to plug itself in. It'll absolve a lot of problems. So. Just, just you know, we're we Americans. We're getting lazier and lazier. We're getting used to paying for luxury, and so I don't see this out of the realm of possibility for the average Tesla buyer. I still contend that a driving uh, that a pad that you drive up onto and it does the same thing from underneath makes more sense. Yeah, but that's me. That's that's it won't me. charge as fast. So we've had that conversation, but yeah. Yeah. And granted, knowing my luck, my kids will lay their bikes on it when I pull out and short the short out the house and kill everyone. <laughs> or supercharge their bikes. <laughs> I don't even want to know what they would do to this snake thing. It wouldn't last a New York minute in my home. Um, so let's talk about root kits. Zoner mentioned that we failed to talk about the new CEO, but we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Lies. <laughs> Lies everywhere. Just Zoner, the new CEO of Google is Sundar Pichai. Yeah, we we just briefly touched on it. We didn't really delve into it, but whatever. Let's talk about rootkits. Shut <laughs> up, y'all. No, no. He talked about how they've been transitioning more over to him, and how he's been taking a larger stance in the company, yeah, and that but, he's been taking on more and more projects. Which that right there, like all you need to say is Google's new CEO is Sundar Pichai. Zoner, rewind ten. It's like a three second sentence. Listen to that again. <laughs> and now, listen you know to where you can spot. find out more information is when this podcast airs. You can go to StolenDroids.com, download it. Can I just tell y'all, I want some soup. <laughs> what kind of soup? Chicken. <laughs> That's Google's new parent holding company. That's above Alphabet. They should have... Uh, Ooh, is chicken.com available? Chowder one of these days. Clamchowder.com? Is that taken? <laughs> Chicken.com is available. Chicken.com is available. How is that possible in this day and age? Not anymore. Well, I just bought it. super expensive. Just kidding, I didn't buy it. Anyway, you were saying, Zook, you were bringing up another uh, Intel rootkit? I was, indeed. I didn't even say it was Intel, but it is Intel. Now, we skipped over Intel's headline last week. Uh, They were introducing a really cool new uh, type of chip. Um, Maybe they should uh, hold off on that real fast, because it turns out that many of their recent processes allow room for a potential rootkit. What's a rootkit? Um, people think that rooting is related only to phones, but the fact of the matter is, is that root kits and rooting, uh, and root access go back far, far, far longer. It's the idea of gaining. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's the idea of gaining, um, Oh geez. Hardware level access to something. Yeah. It's it's it almost better access than root access. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, famously Sony did this on their CDs back in, oh, geez, what was it, the late 90s, early 2000s, trying to keep people from pirating music from their CDs, they installed a rootkit on the CD. So you pop it into your computer, and it installs itself to your computer and screws with it. Man, Sony was a lot more for hacking before it happened to them, huh? Oh. (laughs) Too soon? Too soon? Was that too soon? No, it's been two years. It's okay. (laughs) Um, yeah. Anyway, this new flaw, 
I get the feeling that uh, Intel's not going to stand around and do nothing. They'll fix this pretty fast. But considering the vulnerability has been around since 1997 in their designs, there's a very good chance that if you weren't already looking at maybe upgrading or building a new computer, now might be the time to start pulling funds together. Yeah. Yeah, they said they, they, um, most of the chip makers are, are mitigating the, the flaw in, in new CPUs that are coming off the lines, and they're trying to roll out firmware updates um, to older processors. But not all of them can be patched. So um, if, uh, if, you're, if you have the ability to buy a new computer, man, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt you. Now, now, keep in mind that, that this vulnerability will not affect everyone. If you're still careful and, and don't let yourself get infected by malware, um, you're, you're probably safe. So, Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Knock on wood. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, though, I think it's time that you go out and buy yourself a new computer. You deserve it. Get one of those new ones with a multispectral camera from Intel on it so Windows 10 can just log you in by looking at you. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff out right now. You should go buy a new computer. But not from Lenovo. No. Why not? Well, um, Do they play I'm dirty? torn about this because I'm actually they're a fan dirty. of Lenovo computers, specifically the ThinkPads. A year ago, I want to say, uh, we found out that uh, Superfish was being installed on all Lenovo computers. Well, what's Superfish? It's spyware. It's complete malware through and through. It uh, would monitor your usage, report back home, reinstall apps you uninstalled. Bad stuff. Bad juju left and right. Lenovo made a big show of apologizing, um, getting it off all their systems, breaking their partnership with Superfish. They seemed quite contrite for it, and all was forgiven, more or less. It's come to light that things have gotten a tad bit worse. See, with Windows 10 coming out now, a lot of people have been doing fresh installs. Um, a lot of people, myself included, don't like doing the upgrade process if you can avoid it. It's always better to get a clean system. Even if your computer is new out of the box, we go in, format the hard drive, and install just a vanilla copy of Windows so we don't have any of Lenovo's what we call bloatware, all the extra programs that it comes with. Um, and computer ma- manufacturers have been doing this for years to try and mitigate costs. Dell famously did it when they were first entering the market, and it got so bad that they actually offered an option when you would buy your Dell for an extra $50, they would install it without any bloatware. (laughs) Like that was an option they gave. Um, Well, people have been finding now with Windows 10, they'll get Windows installed and they'll go and wipe it and do a fresh, clean install with no Lenovo software and the Lenovo software shows back up. It's it's reinstalling. Whoa, Colin, you're still here. Hi. (laughs) He didn't die. (laughs) I'm not dead. He's been silent for a while. It's not outside the realm of possibility. You know, it's been a really long day, man. Weirder things have happened on this show. <laughs> okay, so how is this happening? Is it another rootkit? Well, it's technically not. It's a Windows feature, and it's called the Platform Binary Table. The idea is, is that using a very protected section of the hard drive, manufacturers can preload a computer with stuff that it needs to run. Okay, this is actually a really cool feature if used properly. Back in the day, NVIDIA used a, a chipset called the Enforce 2, uh, and it had a major, major flaw in that if you didn't have the drivers pre-installed on your hard drive, Windows couldn't read the hard drive. That's a problem when the drivers are on said hard drive. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, anyone who had an Enforce 2 board knew the pain it was to get the drivers to install during Windows XP setup. This is designed to mitigate all that by having that software permanently on the computer. And whenever it needs that software to run, it's there. It's ready for you. You don't have to go out and find a way to get it onto the computer. It's actually quite ingenious. However, Microsoft has also said that it's only supposed to be used for vital software, and people should have the option to opt out and reclaim that space. Lenovo breached both of those agreements and instead loaded it full of their own bloatware and put it so there is no way to get out of it. Leading to what uh, I love this writer, uh, geek.com, put it uh, put it as a uh, whack-a-mole, software <laughs> whack-a-mole, so you're constantly hitting deny. Yeah. And they, um, they have instructions. Uh, uh, Ars Technica has uh, instructions on how to reflash your Lenovo um, so that... Uh, you don't have to deal with that anymore. But they say here it's not for greenhorns, and there's a chance you could brick your machine if you're not careful. So if you have a Lenovo, check it out if you if you want to uh, try that, <laughs> if you dare. <laughs> and again, I seriously don't get it. I used to like Lenovo. I like their computers. Oh, they're, they're strong. They're, they're well-built. And, yeah. it, and it is only an issue with with their consumer-grade systems. It's not an yes. issue with, with ThinkPads. ThinkPads are perfectly fine, but anything that's running their consumer market-grade um, systems, that's where you're running into all of these issues. Yeah. And why do they keep doing it, though? And you're right. It's always the consumer-level yeah. stuff. The ThinkPads, the Think Centers, all of their business-targeted ones are great. Mm. Now, I'm not familiar with Lenovo's bloatware. I'm very familiar with Dell's. But it, it is... Is their business based on – do they make money off their bloatware? Because that would be one reason why I could see them wanting to do this. I, I think with um, with Superfish, they were making money off of that. I don't know about anything other than that, though. Because mm-hmm. I know they had a pretty strong partnership with, with Superfish at one point. Because the, you know, the only way – That cost them a lot of money in the, yeah. in the end. The only way Dell makes money off their bloatware is that in when there's like driver updates and stuff, they link to their website – um, and they might make sales off of that, but uh, that's the only way I could see the, a piece of bloatware making money or being being beneficial to the company. I don't know. That's just me. I think it's really just in an effort to brand it with their stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, this is kind of weird. So remember that price fixing scandal that Apple got into when it came to eBooks. It turns out they were colluding with publishers to fix the price of ebooks and textbooks, mm-hmm. thereby driving the prices higher and trying to get Amazon out of the business. They were convicted of it. They had to pay a hefty fine. Well, the EU was going after Apple for the same thing with money. They were worried, sorry, not money, with music. music. They were worried they were going to start doing the same thing with Spotify and Apple Radio and Apple Music and all that stuff. And okay, we've talked about the EU and American tech companies frequently. So we could all see where this is going. Except it didn't. They cleared them of all wrongdoing, saying there's absolutely no collusion. Nothing seems to be amiss. Go for it. They're continuing I, to monitor the market, but uh, so far, no no evidence of, of collusion. Everything I know is wrong right now. <laughs> Apple's doing something right? Uh, I mean, Or the EU. Or the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um. So Colin just sent in a message saying that his laptop is apparently dying very quickly, <laughs> but his laptop appears to still be up. He just died. He just left. It was right after the link he sent to us from badgerbadgerbadger.com, so maybe he's still running that. <laughs> and that's just looping in the background, killing the battery. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm, it's possible the EU just didn't want to hear us rag on them anymore, so they decided to throw us a bone. I don't get it. But hey, good news on everyone not breaking the law. Good, good job with that. Um, 
in other non-American yet American tech news, uh, the Russians have decided to ban Reddit. Why? Because of a subreddit about growing mushrooms. Now, granted, they weren't like button mushrooms. These weren't for shiitake. Uh, they weren't sharing recipes. They were the more psychedelic kind. The quote, mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously. It wasn't like Toad from Mario Kart, you know. <laughs> well, and to, to, <laughs> to, to make it even more comical, uh, they, they would contact Redditors, Reddit, Redditors? Red, people who use Reddit, saying, those who have contacts with the Reddit administration, ask them to check their email for messages from Roskomnadzor. Otherwise, a number of operators may block the entire site. So it's, it's funny that they're, they're contacting their own, the Redditors from their own country saying, hey, contact the administration if you, if you know who they are, or we're going to block the site that you're using right now. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, couldn't they just reach out to Reddit directly? Well, I, I, that's what they're doing. They're emailing Reddit, but, the, but Reddit's not replying so they're they're reaching out to users saying hey tell them to check their messages <laughs> i left them a message can you can you tell them that they have something on their machine uh <laughs> them i facts. wanted to call again but i thought that'd be a little bit creepy if i called four times in an hour you know <laughs> by the fifth time where are you why aren't you answering you're with her aren't you i knew it <laughs> Um, yeah, this is weird. I seriously, you guys don't have any problem with any of the other stuff on Reddit. This is what got you up in arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess the Russia's federal drug control service has been really cracking down on, on anything on the internet that, that, uh, really deals with shrooms <laughs> relates to anything with drugs. And they, they've been huge activists in trying to shut down a lot of sites. And uh, if they can't shut them down, they just block them completely from any Russian residents from accessing. But them, so. they remember that this is Russia, right? <laughs> Apparently, because their name is Russia's Federal Drug Control Service. So yeah, see, I, that'd be a big <laughs> giveaway to me. That's almost like Colombia trying to do this. <laughs> Maybe Colombia's new "Get Tough on Drugs" campaign. Th- We've shut down Reddit. I thought Colombia was clean now. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> you know. That 20 it asked you for last week, that was totally for gas. Uh-huh. Um, we trusted you, Columbia. <laughs> um, it's 20,000. I'm feeling so random right now. Facebook um, has this little lie they keep telling themselves, that they have kind of a hacker mentality, that they like pushing the rules and playing by their own game or whatever. And if something happens and it's breaking Facebook, they want to know. Now, we know this is a lie, because remember the guy who got Mark Zuckerberg to add him as a friend using a security loop? Yeah. Yeah, he got banned. Yeah, it didn't end well. Uh, Well, it didn't end well for another uh, person, a Harvard student who had gained a Facebook internship for the summer, posted about something he called the Marauder's Map, and it used a security flaw in Facebook's Messenger app to immediately locate the person who he was chatting with he didn't have to know them they didn't even have to be a friend he could be a completely random person on facebook messenger and it would chart out where they were within he three let feet. them know about it <laughs> yeah within three feet he, he would he let them know he published the app he told facebook about it and it went viral facebook said okay uh take that down he did don't talk to the press he didn't he, every time someone would approach him about it, he would refer them to Facebook's press department. Yeah, he lost his internship. Uh, evidently, 
he was, oh, where's the exact quote? Because this is hilarious. Um, this mapping tool scraped Facebook data in a way that violated our terms, and those terms exist to protect people's privacy and safety. Despite being asked repeatedly to remove the code, the creator of this tool left it up. This is wrong, and it's inconsistent with how we think about serving our community. Except for the fact that he did take it down. He didn't scrape any backend data. He was using data that was in the chat window he was in, which means everyone has access to it. Yeah. I, I think they thought he didn't take it down because the um, the app was still up in, say, like the Chrome extension store, but he disabled the app. So even if you download the extension, it wouldn't work. Um, he he has in you can and you can see it right now in the app description um he he lays out exactly what happened and that yeah this this app is disabled you can't use it so um i think they they just saw that landing page and thought oh he hasn't taken it down yet cuz it's still here i can google it it's still so yeah um this is super ironic because of course mark zuckerberg himself allegedly launched facebook as a home grown app at, while at harvard yeah uh, and and let's remind everyone that the initial Facebook app was hacking into the Harvard database to get pictures of students. <laughs> that was yeah. the first Facebook app. So, yeah. Well, the thing that's interesting to me, you know, they, they're upset saying this isn't how they, you know, they treat their community and whatnot. This is a vulnerability that they've known about for three years. Yeah. So what does that say about how they treat their community? What does that say about how we they know exactly value? how you treat your community? Facebook, you sell our information. Let's not mince words here. We all know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's complete garbage. They're all pissed off that this guy's calling them out on a on a flaw that they have been aware of for three years. And it's funny because they say, "Oh well, we can't just fix this overnight." You know, this can't this can't happen in just a week. You know, even though we're fast, we've been working on the fix for a few months. What, like thirty six? Yeah. <laughs> Define few here. Uh, few is anything more than three and less than infinity. So yeah, a few months. <laughs> yeah, that Good that's job. just that's ridiculous. You know, and it just may be the old man in me speaking. And I I actually have been <laughs> get off my Facebook <laughs> told by a few of our listeners that I've just turned into a grumpy old man. And I believe the word they used was crotchety. And, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But. You know, I just hate Facebook more and more every day. Well, what are you going to do? Go to Ello? Go to, go to Alphabet Plus? Hello. I don't think so. Ooh, <laughs> Alphabet Plus? That's like soup plus bread. <laughs> Alphabet Plus is like a century vitamin for like people over 60. <laughs> now with Z. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Colin, we can't hear you. I know we can see you, we but we can't people. hear you. Hi. There we go. Back. So I've been getting these really weird calls lately. Uh and they're they're pretending Wait, they're pretending to be getting to be Google saying there's some confidential information off your Google Plus that's been compromised. You need to call us immediately. No, those are that's when you no no that's when you call him back and say no no I'm sorry my name's not Zoner <laughs> you have me mistaken with the co-host no I I, I thought those were fake calls resolved. too but then I finally pressed one and talked to someone no it's legitimate they are actually Google Plus representatives talking about my really? Google Plus yeah yeah I'm and I had to tell them yeah I'm I I don't run a business anymore sorry so because they had my name my business name all correct so nope yeah that's not that's not fake. But it's not soup either. Well, fine. 
If I get a phone call <laughs> and I answer it and there's not soup on the other end of the line, they're just wasting my time. Just ask look, them if you, ha- <laughs> if you have a question, if it's really legitimate or not, just say, look, if you're really Google, what am I thinking right now? <laughs> because if they are Google, they'll be able to tell you. Sorry. I'm going to type something into now. the search bar. You tell me what I'm typing. What's the next <sighs> thing I'm going to search after I type that in? Yeah. <laughs> and um, what's my blood okay, type? Because so, really, I need to know. Ragu. <laughs> oh, sorry. That- <laughs> Let's go into HTC, the phone manufacturer. It seems we haven't been ragging on enough. Do they deserve more? I ragging? thought they were doing better than this. I guess they haven't been. I mean, I knew that HTC was having problems with their marketing department. I knew that people had been jumping ship for a while now. We've been talking about it for years. How their their high level management has either been jumping ship or getting arrested for fraud. Um, but I really thought they were doing better than this. It turns out they're now trading for less than cash. Uh, now, Ruff will probably flog me if I screw this up, but I'm probably going to screw it up Just anyway. read it word for word from the article. I don't have it open. I'm just oh, It's it. TLDR. Um, you can't read it word for word. I'll read it word for word. <laughs> it says, HTC's market price fell Monday to NT, whatever that means, <laughs> uh, net, net $47 billion. Wait. $1.5 billion. What? I'm still, I'm already confused. <laughs> Be- Below the end, their numbers, forty-seven point two billion dollars cash. Well, NT. I don't know what NT is. I guess that's a that's a Windows version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Windows NT forty-seven billion. No, uh, so it had okay a drop as much as nine point eight percent in its stock before a late rally signaled investors put no value on the rest of the company. Yeah, still doesn't make any sense. Basically, I from what I gather from it, it means that the company's worth is less than a dollar. Oh, like less than a new Taiwan dollar. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's a new new Taiwan currency. So forty seven billion dollars in new Taiwan currency is one point five billion U.S. dollars. So okay, that makes that makes a lot more sense because I was looking at Urban Dictionary and it says it it simply means nice. We we probably don't want to hear. Yeah, we probably don't want to hear what what Urban Dictionary says it is. It's it's, nice try. Oh, good game. (laughs) It's it's forty seven billion nice tries. Yes. Uh, now, um, with this news, they're also, it turns out, going to be cutting 15% of their workforce. That's a lot of people. Um, and there may be a reason why they've been slipping so low. Uh, Engadget actually had a review of the new, oh, how do you pronounce this? Xiaomi? They're a real cheap Chinese knockoff phone brand, right? Um, you usually only see them as, as part of like a prepaid phone package or whatnot. Well, their cheap $127 5.5-inch smartphone has the same processor and chips inside as HTC's $500 flagship phone. So maybe that has something to do with the reason people evidently are not buying HTC anymore. That's possible. They used to have solid phones. I remember, I mean, I remember coveting the HTC One, the, the slim uh, aluminum unibody with the front-facing speakers. Oh, I remember when I was so excited that they were bringing it to Windows Phone. Yeah. You know, I used to have an HTC Resound. Great phone. Stupid name. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's happened, but it's evidently we've been so caught up with making fun of BlackBerry and Colin that we haven't been turning <laughs> our eyes to, to HTC enough. Did you just call Colin the BlackBerry of stolen you droids? You guys are a bunch of haters. How dare you compare me in the same category as BlackBerry? <laughs> You're the BlackBerry of stolen droids. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the difference is, is that he actually does die repeatedly. <laughs> All the time. 
Just don't rename yourself to Rim. That just has bad oh. bad connotations. <laughs> Especially with his last name. <laughs> okay, now you got to say his last well. name, which is going to compromise his security on the internet. Well, no, because he's not you. His last name is Farmer. Ladies, look me up. <laughs> Rim Farmer. <laughs> Schmidt, he looks like he's just going to pass out there. He's face palming so hard, his hand's going to go through his skull. Uh, okay. okay. Stage fright. Stage, stage fright. We've all heard of stage fright, right? What's like stage when you're afraid like, to go speaking. into school play? <clears throat> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so evidently this is an Android vulnerability we missed last week. Um, and I felt like an idiot for it because as we put our show up last week, I'm looking at this. We've now discovered a fix for stage fright. And I'm thinking, oh, we probably should have talked about this. Evidently, a patch has been rolled out now. So your phone sees everyone in their underwear and it doesn't have stage fright anymore. No, that's not actually the case. Uh, Schmidt, are you done coughing up your lung? Because I've just been vamping. I think so. Yeah. So, so stage fright. Um, it was a vulnerability that took advantage of a component in Android called Stage Fright. Uh, it's, a, it's a multimedia player component. Um, but a lot of the uh, manufacturers were giving it hardware access. And we talked about hardware access uh, earlier in the show where it's, it's, it's a lower level of access than root. So uh, if there's a vulnerability in it, it's even more dangerous than, than a root kit. Um, so uh, this vulnerability can be taken advantage of advantage of by by sending someone an uh, an mms or you know a video through text message or um or even a even a picture through text message um and so this is this is a huge vulnerability and it it has been around long enough that it could have um had huge implications but for some reason it hasn't and who knows why but they're pushing fixes for it. Um, they have app. There are apps that you can go and download to see if you are vulnerable to stage fright or not. Um, so it's it's something. Not me. My phone has so much confidence. Yeah, <laughs> and mine doesn't. Your so. your phone's going to get up there on, on stage and just like pee itself from fear is what's going to no, happen. I'm, I'm not even going to put my phone on stage. It's it's that bad. I mean, I'm going to buy you know the the deepest darkest cloak for my phone and keep it hidden. Until it has its patch, um, because he's not going nowhere. You should get an iPhone. They never have issues. <laughs> no, they don't. But you got to hold it right. Um, I don't know how to hold note, it. We should note that the Nexus devices, Nexus 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, although, you know, the Nexus family, you know The them. Nexus Honor. Um, they have all had updates released for them and also sprint has started pushing out updates for the galaxy s5 s6 s6 edge and note edge uh so if you've got one of those phones keep an eye on your updates and install it as quickly as possible if you don't have one of those phones well you're probably screwed (laughs) Uh, later in august uh there will be patches for um most of the other samsung phones for other carriers um htc's M7, M8, and M9, LG's, G2, G3, G4, and all the other devices no one cares about. So, those are. <laughs> That's awfully mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, I was going to go on to some interesting news here. Go ahead. Because what we've discussed what, up to this no, 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 point is. No, I just realized how that sounded. I'm sorry, guys. Wow. I didn't mean to demean you like that. That was no, no, you, you, jerk. You are the host. Just tell me to shut up. <laughs> okay, shut up. Um, let's move on to. 
payment methods. Uh, you may remember, may not remember, we discussed briefly a contender for the electronic wallet frontier. Uh, when Apple Pay brought out, well, when Apple brought out Apple Pay, suddenly a lot of retailers kind of went nuts over it for reasons I honestly don't understand, considering Google Wallet had already been around for a while. Revolutionary Apple. That's all you need. Right. Many of them went together and created currency. Current C. Get it? Currency. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know when you have a, such powerhouses in the tech industry as Rite Aid on your side, that's just going to take right off. Well, even Rite Aid backed out and will now have Apple Pay and Google Wallet at all of their stores. <laughs> I don't know if currency is ever going to take off. But can I just say, as much as I love paying by my using my phone, I have as much inverse hate for places that have the spot to pay by phone but don't have it activated. Yeah. Like like the Best am, Buy that I live closest to, I'll go to swipe my phone. Oh, we haven't activated that yet. Well, why not? <laughs> it's the technology's been around for almost two years now. Activate it. <laughs> yeah. And they've we, had we, their pads in their stores for over a year. Yeah, yeah. We we have um, a gas station nearby, an entire gas chain actually, where I used to use my phone to pay, and they recently disabled all of them. So instead of having the, the four lights up on top that blink in sequence, now they just all blink together like an error code. And, <laughs> Blinking 12? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the 12 o'clock. Um, and the station manager finally told me one time, because I asked him, like, why is this happening? He's like, um, yeah, evidently management, like corporate management, are in a dispute with Google. They don't really like having to do it or pay the fees. And so they've disabled them across the board. Oh, I actually, one of, one of my uh, coworkers had an issue when they went to do apple pay um at a specific gas station and it ended up just giving him free gas nice. like it said it took his card but it never charged it thank you and it favor. came across and said hey we're charging but it never did well yeah i, I get a feeling with a lot of these electronic wallets while they're figuring things out that's going to happen pretty frequently yeah. and another one has entered the fray and this isn't in the headlines, I apologize, guys, but uh, Samsung has announced their Samsung Pay, just to add more confusion to the mix. The difference is that one uses another uh, company they just recently purchased, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it actually simulates a magnetic strip. So Samsung's newest phones will be able to mimic the actual act of swiping a credit card. Still not sure how that's going to work. Um, I'm excited to see it in action, though. But So even if they don't have a tap-to-pay console there, you can still swipe your phone wherever they swipe cards it was it was loop kind of pay cool. loop pay that's right yes you're right we did talk about uh, it. it was in february or something when they acquired it and so. yeah yeah kind of cool um okay into some real fun geek news and we're running long here so and a lot of this honestly is already covered over on moving picture show with dr squishy so you should go on to stolendroids.com and check it out uh awesome awesome listen there so you should be doing that already just saying i'm not judging or anything but get on that i judge yeah, I don't judge. I leave that to Zoner. And I don't correct you either. I leave that to Schmitty. <laughs> I don't die in KY either. That's, <laughs> That's Colin's job. You know. You had one job, Colin. <laughs> Quiet, Rim. I don't want to hear it from you. You guys are going to give me more crap when I have to go back there. <laughs> back where? Back to KY. <laughs> KY. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I know. Uh, so much. Uh, awful. Schmidt, are you okay there? This is why I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> because of Zook? 
I need to stop podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we all started podcasting when we were already married. There's nothing our wives can do. They're stuck with us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you started at the wrong point in life. Okay, so um, this is still currently a rumor, and Dr. Squishy did talk about this on the most recent moving, moving picture show, but evidently Fantastic Four is doing so horribly, which surprises absolutely no one, that they're probably going to, that Fox Studios is going to draw that out for as long as possible before they have to ever remake it again, and instead they are fast-tracking Deadpool 2. Initial responses from the trailer for Deadpool have been so positive, and the returns on Fantastic Four so horrible, that even though Deadpool has not come out yet, they're looking at creating a Deadpool 2 almost immediately afterwards. You know, I I find this whole Fantastic Four fiasco fascinating. Uh, There was too many Fs in that sentence. Uh, But I really think what's going to end up (coughs) happening, because Fox just keeps putting these movies out there so they can hold on to the movie rights, I think Marvel is eventually going to come and say, look, you know, give us the rights back or we're going to sue you because you're destroying our property. I mean, it got to the point where earlier this year, Marvel discontinued the Fantastic Four titles because nobody was buying them. And I mean, this film, ever since it was announced, had nothing but negative publicity. I Mm -hmm. I think that Fox is really damaging the property, and I don't know how much longer Marvel's going to stand for it. Well, no one knows how to flog a horse like Fox. I mean... They they kill properties left and right. It's what they do. They they literally take a property, and it could be an excellent property or it could be a horrible property. That's irrelevant. But they take a property, and if it's going to make them any amount of money, they wring that thing to death. They squeeze every little cent they can out of it until people are just so sick of it that it's not worth it anymore. Like Gordon Ramsay. So they haven't killed him, have they? They squeeze him a lot. Oh, okay. So here's a quick list of 10 movies that did better than Fantastic Four on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, there is 8 yeah, 8% for for Fantastic Four. Oh, gee. All of the Twilight movies. <laughs> Green Lantern was on there. Hobbit. Jupiter well, yeah. Ascending. Wow. Pixels, which well, I could see that. Um, and How about Jiggly? <laughs> oh, Are you saying that correctly? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. I don't think anyone knows how to say it correctly. Howard Jennifer Duck. Lopez it's, doesn't know how to say that. It's Jiggly. Jiggly, that sounds better. <laughs> jiggly? I like Jiggly. We had, jiggly has 6% on Rocket, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations, so, so Fantastic Four. It just barely beat it. Uh, we've also got Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of liked it, but kind of not. Uh, After Earth. Really? Batman and Robin. Wow. Um, the original Fantastic Four. <laughs> the, the, like, wait, wait, wait. How original are we talking here? Like Jessica right? Alba? 1994 or Jessica Alba? No, 2005, Jessica Alba. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's the Jessica Alba one. That's all we know about it. Yeah. That's all I and know. And it's only because it had Jessica Alba in it. And Captain America, evidently. Um, True. That's not a subtitle that they want to do. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Barely better than Jiggly. <laughs> oh, I didn't see this one. Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh. <laughs> it's worse? <laughs> it's worse. It's worse than that. <laughs> wow. Okay. I- oh, man. 
Uh, we're like all just speechless. That's like the most horrible. Wow. Okay, now, before the show, guys, I, I told you that I was probably going to go see it on the on the big screen just because Tell I've, us how I've, that goes. I've never okay. not seen a superhero movie on, on the big screen since at least 2003. I, I think I'm retracting re- <laughs> that statement. I, You're starting to realize the horrors that yeah. you will see. Hey, all Howard three Taylor, Twilight movies um, were better. Howard Taylor, the uh, artist and uh, writer of Schlock Mercenary, Ooh. tweeted... Um, while in the theater going, I've never worked so hard in my life to not fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow, we could almost just end the show on that. That's a great laugh fest. Yeah. But, okay, let's, let's burn through the rest of these real fast here, okay? Um, this has been taken down, unfortunately, but there was a leak of Luke Skywalker in his new outfit for Force Awakens. They've it taken it down. Awesome. I'm gonna have to take your your word for it. All it I've looked seen really is good. Emotional images where he had a huge beard. Oh, he had a huge beard. Yep. And yeah, his the, the Jedi picture garb he was, was actually awesome. yeah he, the picture it actually looked like he was in um, one of those scanning rooms that can create someone into an action figure. But, like yeah. we saw at Comic Con. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Unfortunately, it's gone. I'm sure you can Google it. I'm sure someone still has it out yeah. there. Um, Sesame Street uh, will be joining HBO. What? Yeah, they're moving to HBO. Wow. Um, For the next five years. So I guess the homoeroticism is good to go. Well, those hands go somewhere in the puppets. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll get to see what happens when it comes out. Now, I I don't want to go into great detail. Just ask Colin. Colin. He knows. (laughs) How do I know? <laughs> Sorry, ask Rim Farmer. Really? Really? <laughs> so, um, uh, I I don't want to go into great detail on this because we're, we're we're flat out out of time. But my I grew up with Sesame Street and nothing else. Like we had PBS and like two other channels, and. The one thing that kind of makes me kind of sad is the fact that my kids don't know Sesame Street. They never have. They didn't grow up with it. They grew up with so many channels that you could pretty much look up whatever you wanted. And DVRs are such the norm now. We didn't really push for Sesame Street. And I worry that moving to HBO is just going to alienate them further from mainstream kids. I don't know. So. Our, our kids know Sesame Street as a YouTube channel. They've never seen a full episode of Sesame Street. All they know about Sesame Street is that it's another YouTube channel that they can watch little clip, cute clips from. So... Like pentatonics and yeah. <laughs> well, now they can you know watch it on HBO Go with episodes of Real Sex and The Sopranos. Awesome. Game so, of Thrones. Yeah. Don't don't forget that. Oh yeah, of course. Um, Constantine didn't do real well on NBC, but it looks like he's going to be coming to the Arrow, which is all at once kind of confusing and kind of awesome. Well, they so that's cool. They've it crossed works. over in the comics before. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. I, the way Supernatural was handled in Constantine, I don't, I don't dislike it. I just didn't see it fitting real well in the Arrow's world. Well, Arrow has kind of introduced that whole mysticism and stuff this previous season with the Lazarus Pits and all that. So I could see it working. True. I, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's let another person really know Arrow's real person, real identity, I should say. He hasn't shared it with enough people. No, he you know? hasn't. No, no, not at all. He's got to at least share it with another hundred people before, you know, his identity is out there. 
I'll just share it on Facebook. Uh, and finally, uh, a company, a group of architects is on Kickstarter, I want to say. Um, was it Kickstarter? I, I had it open, then I closed it. They're trying to rebuild um, Minas Tirith. Indiegogo. You, you oh, say rebuild. They're trying to build. A full like, scale. Full Minas scale. Tirith. People will have jobs and live in Minas Tirith. Can I move there? <laughs> See, I wouldn't want to. That would be a horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, you remember the scenes when they're running through the um, the streets of me, oh, the one street I guess that that keeps spiraling up. That's a that's a scary place to live if that's what you have to commute through every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when the orc army attacks, I mean, you're just screwed. But still, well, the closer you are to the the ground, yeah, the more screwed you are. If you're living up closer to the to the actual palace, you're you're a little bit safer. I got news for you. If you're living up to the closer to the actual palace, your water pressure is crap. <laughs> And if you're living down towards the bottom, everything else is crap. You, you gotta, because that's where it's all getting flushed out. You gotta pump like, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they, so, um, they yeah. expect to have it finished. Uh, let's see, after 2023. Am I reading that right? 2023. It's just going to turn into a gigantic Ren fair. Yeah. <laughs> like a nonstop <laughs> SCA event. <laughs> this is the city of LARP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Choose your class. If you, when you move in, you have to choose your class. Enroll. Enroll for your attributes. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> you get your level in the, in the city based upon what your uh, different attributes are worth. I'd probably He's just roll ones. though. His charisma's way high. <laughs> yeah, I would just roll ones. I'd end up like the toilet cleaner at the very bottom of all the toilet pipes. That'd even be worse if your salary was based on your level. <laughs> your I don't want someone servicing my toilet who rolls ones. That just seems like it's asking for disaster. Okay, so... <laughs> you got a clog go here. Roll to see what happens. <laughs> everyone dies. Cholera for everyone. Okay, so my favorite to this is actually a bit of an oldie. It came out earlier this year. Uh, it's from Rooster Teeth Productions, and it is Bing's response to the Google car. Um... It uses such things as Bingo and MapQuest and not much else. Um, it's a funny... The jokes are a little bit dated, even though I really like them, because even back when they made this, they knew Cortana was out. They knew Nokia Maps was out. Um, but Bingo is kind of funny, too. It's worth checking out. Uh, my favorite, um, because we haven't done one in a while, is an epic rap battle. Um, and mainly because this one is Stan Lee versus Jim Henson. And I'm a fan of both of them. Um, and the results are hilarious so check it out all right and then mine uh is a game called crash knots that i saw while over at uh, salt lake gaming con um it's a game that's created by a uh, local group um within the uh, utah gamers guild and uh, basically it's a uh, arcade style uh, 2d arena shooter um in which it runs off the uh unreal engine but basically, uh, you can do free-for-all, you can do team deathmatch, um, capture the flag, um, and it's just a really cool, um, very quick, uh, fast arena game. I loved it. And my favorite this week is something a little bit different. Every year, Lay's Potato Chips has a nationwide vote to see what will be the new flavor of chips that hits the shelves. Well, it's that time of year again. And they have a few different options. They've got truffle fries, uh, gyro, Reuben, and my favorite of the week, biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. 
Potato chips that taste like biscuits and gravy, and they do, and they are delicious. Can I just say that the gyro, while I love a good gyro, it's actually technically kettle-cooked gyro, which when you <laughs> add those two words to the front of a gyro, the idea of boiled lamb <laughs> it, it doesn't work. not a chip flavor I want. Just saying. All right, that is our show this week. If you have any feedback for us, let us know. Feedback at stolenbroids.com or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers. The blind. Peace out. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.